like to welcome you to a podcast called A Bible Study with Dr. Gross, where indeed the Bible is a light to our feet, gives us hope, encouragement, and instructions for daily living. Thank you for joining me today on The Bible Study. Today's topic is about being a priest in your home. Did you know that you are a priest? Let's start today by looking at the Old Testament, and we're going to move into the New Testament. And in the Old Testament, the story is the ark of God held the presence of God himself. And now King David is is ready to build a house, make a permanent home for the God in the city of Jerusalem. And he brings the ark into the city of Jerusalem with great celebration. And I want to show you who carries it. Who carries it? So the priest and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. In the Old Testament, the Levites, they were the priests, and they were in charge of taking care of the ark and they brought it into the presence of Jerusalem. And Jesus said that he abolished the Old Testament and is going to fulfill the promises. And one of the promises that God made, that he was going to live in the hearts of men. He wants to live inside of you. God himself wants to live inside of you. And God said Through Jesus' blood, I will live inside of you. He fulfilled that promise. And what did the Levites do? They were a tribe in charge of worshiping God. And our goal today, if let's, did you know, our goal today is to show you that you are a priest, that you are one who serves God because he lives inside of you. And let's look at this verse here. Did you know that you're a priest? You may not think that you're worthy. You may not think that you have the dignity. You may think that this inherited gift, but God said that you are. This is in the Bible, 1 Peter Chapter 2, verse 9, he says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who brought you out of darkness. God, living inside of you, is choosing you to proclaim, that means spread it around, that you are out of darkness. The darkness. So David now is setting this up and he gives regulations. He gives expectations to the tribal Levite. What is a priest? So let's look at this golden nugget here. This really captured my heart. And he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to commemorate, to thank and to praise the Lord God of Israel. That's in 1 Chronicles 16.4. To commemorate, that means to make a memorial. That is to make high regards to. 
do you come to God and say, you are so worthy. You are just so majestic. You, you ever read the Psalms and how they start? They said, you made the heavens. You made the stars. And one of the Psalms says that how is it that you, the creator of all things, made the stars, made the heavens, made the mountains, but you look at man and says, you are so worthy. That's one of the roles of the priest. The second is, let's go back to this Bible verse here, is to say thank you. So when you're worshiping God, you thank you for the things that he has done for you, how he has paid your bills, how he has fed you, how he has nourished you, how he's forgave you a, a, a spouse or a friend who walked with you in the journey. Who one, he, he has provided you the ability to have a job. He has given you the skills. In Deuteronomy, it says he has given you the ability to make wealth. Do you thank God on a daily basis for what he's done? Let's go back to this other thing. And to praise the Lord God. Just praise him for his excellence. Just praise him for how wonderful he is. Just praise him for his faithfulness. God establishes us to be his priest. We are the priest. So in the Old Testament, they worshiped God, and we should also be worshiping God all days long. What's the second thing that they did? They had a special place. They went to the temple. The question I have for you today, do you have a special place in your own home where you go to worship God? I have a couch in my basement, and it's a place where I go there, and I go to speak to God. I have a Bible there. I have a music box there. And I go there specifically to seek God, away from the TV, away from outside obstructions, away from my phone. I go to this place to seek God. Psalms 91, we quote it all the time. He who dwells in the secret place. Do you have a secret place to meet God the priests went to the temple. God lives inside of you. You have to shut down society and say, here I am, God. Speak to me. What other things did the priests do? How about number two? The second goal that you, the priests did was they prayed for the people. They prayed for the people. So look at Ephesians 5.26. We're going to jump right there, five, Ephesians 5.26. Before it says, wives, submit yourselves to the husband. But read 26. That he, that is you, the husband, the spouse, 
sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word. The priest prayed for people. God has placed your friend, your spouse, your family. Are you washing them with the word? Your husband stands there and he says, I am so thankful that God gave me you, that you could be my friend, that you would know my heart, that you would know and lift me up, that we can walk this journey hand in hand. And may you be the most blessed wife of the world. May God speak to you. May he give you energy today. May he give you the ability to accomplish the goals that you have set today. And may no evil become you. Do you speak to your wife, washing her with the word in your daily conversation? A good place to start, really, is when you go to bed. How about this? When you lay in bed, all you have to do, she's awake or she's sleeping, men, just put your hand on her and just pray for her and wash and say, thank you, God. She is a, a mighty woman of God. You will give her friends to encourage her. You will give her your words. You will give her such love that be beyond her imagination that she will be fulfilled in every emotional need that she has. She is a Proverbs 31 lady, and may you bless her through every verse in Proverbs 31. What a place to stay, to start right there in the middle when you go to bed and you just lay over there and you touch her and you pray for her. Now, I'm not talking about in your brain. I'm talking about a audible voice. Our voices have creative power, an audible voice that she can hear that the spirit world can hear, that the demons know that she is treasured, that the demons and the enemy has no power in your home because the presence of God is there and you are cleaning her house. You are wiping away any trespasses and you are covering her with the love of God out loud verbally. How about texting? Do you text her and say, thank you for being my wife, and may God spur your heart. May he give you the desires of your heart. May you know God with such abandonment. Just text her. Show her that you are the priest of the home. And why stop there? We talked about this before. Go to your kids and wash your kids in the word with blessings. Give them words of encouragement. Tell them that they have the favor of the Lord. Tell them that they are love, but everlasting love, and they will have 
God's strength, his right hand upon them to accomplish the goals they have for that day. My mother-in-law, upon her funeral, every grandchild came up and said, I cherished the Bible verses and the words of encouragement that she texted me. I cherish that. And I heard that even from children who may not be Christians yet, but they all said they appreciated those words of encouragement from their grandmother. Wash them in the word. The third goal of the priest was take care of the temple. Take care of the temple. So what is the temple? It says that God lives inside of you. Your body is the temple of God. So as a physician, are you taking care of the temple? I'm going to be bored and say, are you smoking? Are you eating the proper foods? Are you exercising? Are you writing down Words of thankfulness and encouragement to yourself. Are you taking care of the temple, your body? Are you taking care of your home? You are the priest of your home. Are you helping taking care of the home? Let's go to the next one. Right beside the temple was the storehouse, and this is where the king put all his booty, all his treasures. And it was said in Solomon that they brought two tons of gold to him every year, two tons of gold. Can you imagine the price of that? And that's the storehouse. Are you managing the storehouse In present terms, are you managing your finances? Are you taking care of tithing? Are you giving alms to the poor? How are your finances? Are you in debt? Are you buying things that satisfy the TV? You got now Hulu Plus. You got Disney Plus. You got ESPN Plus. You got uh, DirecTV Plus. Are you paying all those extra fees? Are you managing the finances? Are you debt free? Are you given to ministries of the word of God? It says in the Bible that those who participate financially in the ministry are just as important in the heavenly rewards as the people who actually go out and minister to the mission field. You are equal people, and without that money, People cannot be saved. Souls can't be saved. So God says in the Bible, you are just as important as the person who delivers the word. Are you managing your finances? The fourth responsibility of a priest. Here's another nugget. They prepared for battle. Let's see if we can look up uh, Joshua 3.8. 
So for the sake of time, I'm going to share it with you. Joshua 3.8 is the ark. Is they are, The nation Israel is left Egypt, and they are now going to the promised land. They are now going to cross Jordan at the flood state. And God says to Joshua, the captain says, have the priest take the ark into the river first. And soon as the feet touch the river, the waters will back up and you can walk across in dry land. A flooding water, a flood of water instantly backed up and the priest walked into the riverbed and the whole nation of Israel walked on dry land. And when the nation passed before the presence of God, passed before the presence of God, when they all crossed, the tribe Levite carried the ark to the other side. And when the foot left the river, the river again overflowed its banks. Prepare for battle. They crossed Jericho, the Jordan, to go to Jericho to fight a battle. And it's led by the tribe of Levite, by the presence of God. So when you go to battle, when you have a decision to make, are you going to prayer? Are you going to say, God, what am I supposed to do? Speak to me. What avenue my post to take do you hear my heart let the holy spirit rise up inside of you and give you directions it says that it the, the holy spirit is like a referee it will come up and give you that's your conscience the holy spirit is you and will give you a referee and say that's not the right way to go go to war and battle Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 12. While you turn there, I'm going to set up the story and unfold it and unpack it to you so you can get the full depth of the meaning of this verse. A nation is going to attack Israel, and they are setting up battlefronts and battle strategy and the enemy's king says to his board of generals he is accusing someone in his board of generals of treason he's saying how does the king of israel know our battle plan before we even set it up he is always ahead of us he outmaneuvers us who is telling the end the, the nation Israel, our plans. And one of the generals stood up and said, Second King 6, verse 12, none of his servants, and I'm sorry, and one of his servants said, none, my lord, O king, but Elijah, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. The words of the enemy are known to God. The strategies of the enemy are known to God. 
And God wants to reveal the attack of the enemy to you so you are prepared to go to battle to be a success. You are a victor. You are a a victory. You are built to be a success. You are a gift from God. You are not a failure. You say, how can this really be true? And I'm going to share with you a story and I was at a Wednesday night church service, and I was in prayer. And this is a true story. I'm not making it up. The Lord told me during worship, the people were standing in the front. He told me to go tackle this guy. Go tackle him, just like in football. And this is during a live church service. And I said, Lord, this is really outrageous. He says, go tackle him. So out of obedience. Now, I'm not recommending this, but this is my testimony. This is true. And I have probably about 30 witnesses. And I tackled this guy in live worship at the church. And he was caught unaware. He was surprised just as I was surprised. And I tackled him and put him to the ground. And when I tackled him, the word of the Lord came to me and said, just like I surprised you, you are going to lose your job. It's going to happen out of the blue. And don't worry, I have a better plan for you. Within two weeks, this gentleman who I tackled did indeed lose his job. He called me up that day when he, when he lost his job with such bubbling in his voice. He says, I lost my job. And the Lord loved me so much that he told me that this was going to happen. And he also promised me that there is going to be something greater in my future. And I know I'm built for success. And God promised me something better. Thank you for being obedient and tell me that God loves me and cherishes me. Three weeks later, he got a job, higher paying, a job of his own desire. It was just not a job. It was something that he wanted to go to, something that just fit him like a glove. And it was told by him through somebody who was obedient, who knew the plan of the enemy And it worked it out. You want something biblical? Then go to Psalms um, 121 verse 1. He says here, they says, My help comes from the Lord who made the heaven and the earth. My help comes. God knows your needs. He sees you in your desolation. He sees you in your anger. He sees you in your despair. And he's asking you, read Psalms 120 to 134. You will see that 
many times people have asked God for direction, asked God for wisdom, and God has delivered. Prepare yourself with battle. Jesus said, if an earthly father can give his children good gifts, imagine so much more that your heavenly father will give you the desires of his heart. Ask God for the desires of your heart and go to battle. The fifth duty of a priest is the gifts of mercy. When people come to the temple, they were given food. They were given alms. They were given money. They were even healed there at the pool of Bethesda in the temple place. Gifts of mercy. Are you a minister of mercy? Are you sharing your talents? Are you helping the people who cannot help themselves? Those are the gifts, the duties of a priest. Let's close with just going over them one more time. Number one, Worship before him continually. Do you have a secret place where you go to meet God? Number two, pray for God's people. Are you washing, just to start, are you washing your family in the word, especially your spouse? Number three, take care of the temple. Are you taking care of your body? Are you taking care of your finances? Are you taking care of your own home? Number four, prepare for battle. The Lord wants you to be a success, and he will give you battle strategies as you go forward. He will tell you how to maneuver, how to be a king in economic downturn. Number five, be a minister of mercy and help those who cannot help themselves. Thank you for joining me in the Bible study with Dr. Gross. I will see you next week. Good night.